Good morning, Meridian, and welcome to Grind, Grace, and Growth here on Supertalk 103.3 FM. Each day we wake up to start the daily grind, and we try to do everything with grace with the goals of growth. I'm Shelly Hotchkiss Whitehead, General Manager of Supertalk Meridian, and your host of Grind, Grace and Growth. This is brought to you by the Family Flea Market on B Street. And today it's also brought to you by the Future Family Center Physical Therapy and Wellness. And we are talking today about women's wellness with Dr. Kayla Maldi, um, which is the owner. You're also the owner of Future Family Center Wellness. That's a mouthful, Physical girl. Physical therapy and wellness. <laughs> but yes. we are so excited that you have decided to open here in Meridian. You're a woman physical therapist, and you have a ton of experience. So why don't you tell us, Kayla, or Dr. Mowdy, a little bit about your experience, your education, and you know what you do. I am Kayla Mowdy. I am a doctor of physical therapy. Um, I am also a business owner and a mom. I... Uh, I'm a Meridian native from here originally, went off to college, started my career in Mobile in Baldwin County. Uh, my first clinic I opened up was in 2020 uh, in Baldwin County. Um, it's strange you, you call me Dr. Mowdy. I'm only used to my students calling me Dr. Mowdy. My patients just call me Kayla. Um, it is a, a clinical doctorate degree, and I have several certifications beyond that, um, including uh board certified clinical orthopedic clinical specialist, um, pelvic health physical therapist. Uh, my newest certification is actually a certified lactation counselor. So that is the part of the story behind Future Family Center. So my original clinic, um, which is still operating in Foley um, with four amazing therapists, they specialize specifically in pelvic health. And I wanted to bring that here, but had the opportunity to have a very large clinic. So I branded to have the ability to do whatever comes my way in that space. So um, whether it be helping moms breastfeed their babies, helping uh, moms recover from pelvic uh, conditions related to pregnancy, uh, or just regular physical therapy. It's actually set up really well to help people with balance disorders, um, older adults, and even pediatrics. I have a whole peds room uh, where kiddos can come play and build their coordination and dexterity um, through play, and we call it physical therapy. It's This is a fun fact that you may not know. You found a, a couple of facts about me. I'm a rec therapist. Oh, perfect. <laughs> My degree is in recreation therapy, and I work in broadcasting, but who cares? Yeah. I like to play, and that was our motto is we like to play, and that was just bringing up those memories of college and, you know, hanging out with kids and hanging out with snowbirds in a resort setting exactly. in Destin, Florida. But so I know yesterday when I came by your clinic, I wanted to come check it out. You know, it's kind of a fun story how you're from Meridian. You wanted to be back in Meridian, but your opportunity, it was kind of like God just wanted you to be here. Oh, yes. Um, we we started talking about a you know year and a half before we moved about coming back. My husband has maintained a, a membership at Northwood and plays in tournaments there, and he won the... 
a Memorial Day tournament one year, and he came home and said, we need to move home. I'm like, well, you have friends here, but I, I didn't have friends here anymore. So we started, um, you know, making those connections. My family and his family are both here. Um, I, I didn't, I have not spent any of my adult life until July of last year in this um, town, but I'm back here and making some really great connections. I've joined the 100 Women uh, Who Care, which is a new organization Absolutely. that the uh, Community Foundation of East Mississippi is doing. I'm actually on the board for that. Uh, and just trying to get plugged in a lot of places uh, back at church at First Baptist. That's where I grew up. Um, so most of my connections are there. Uh, really love those people. And they supported me all through my youth. And now my kiddos get to attend there and uh, do all the, the kiddo stuff. Now, but yesterday you told me kind of how you acquired the building and the opportunity to own your own clinic because that was not your initial plan. Uh, so what happened with that is when I got here in July, I went around and met a lot of physical therapists. It, it was very important to me to connect and network. And I, I didn't start with the doctors yet. I just wanted to, to meet the PTs. And like so market I, research almost. Very much market <laughs> research. Uh, it, it wasn't exactly that, but that is exactly what it was. Uh, went around, met a lot of PTs. I knew several of them um, just from when I lived here, uh, whatever our stories are, but I came across this clinic and it was beautiful. Like all these private rooms and this big open space and the overhead track system. And I sat there for like an hour and talked to the therapist and he said, you should meet the owner. And so I went back another day when the owner was there and talked to him for a while, treated a patient or, there to, or two there that were my patients from Foley that just happened to be coming through and then he literally texted me and said do you want to buy a clinic and I was like well that my that wasn't really in my plan I, I wasn't planning on buying a clinic but let's talk uh, so I talked to her with my husband. He was like, yeah, go for it. I mean, you already did it once. You have a, a very successful clinic. You know, it took you about a year to start turning a profit and really making an impact in people's lives. The clinic in Foley sees 100 patients a week. Uh, so that is ideally what I would like to see happening here within a year. 400 patients a month, well, yeah. roughly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. Awesome. Lives impacted. The, the, you know, I call those my little baby PTs that I grew from scratch. You know, I, I hired them and trained them and... Um, that's one of my life missions is to make more quality physical therapists, um, particularly females and particularly therapists who are knowledgeable in the, in the pelvic health, women's health space. Now tell us, I know we were talking about your certifications. <laughs> tell us about what you guys are trying to specialize, do specialize in. What's your favorite thing to do as a physical therapist? Because talking about it brings you joy. Yes, um, it would probably be working with moms. Uh, I I really enjoy my older adult population as well, but uh, they they make progress a little bit slower than the very motivated person who you can teach them about their body and they embrace it so well. Um, they are really receive the knowledge and use the knowledge to better themselves. And most of that is around the pelvic health space and pregnancy and postpartum. Um, at some point in my life, I wasn't sure I was going to be a mom. I was very career driven and was running clinics and working 60 hours a week. And I didn't think it was fair to, to bring kids into that. And I was completely fine with traveling and doing fun stuff with my husband. Um, and being around moms really made me realize that it was totally doable to still be the career woman and be a mom. And, um, you know, my body could handle this and we could just rock it. And um, two pregnancies and natural births later, I am a big fan of empowering women to, to 
carry their babies and do what their bodies were made to do. I agree. And your mom, like you said, you have a five-year-old and a one-year-old, almost two. And yes. you have boy girl. Yes. And I have a 12-year-old and six-year-old twins. And we were talking, you know, and this show's a little lighthearted. And I was telling you about, you know, my pregnancy and, and how it was, you know, it was a great pregnancy for a twin birth. Um, but, you know, the the after effects of what happens after pregnancy, especially when you're you know, one twin birth, but two, I was 35, you know, my body just did not bounce back like it did when I had my 12 year old and trying to breastfeed was also a challenge. And it stressed me out to the point where I almost wanted to give up at day three. And so having someone, and there was a lactation nurse specialist in the hospital at the time it was rush hospital. And, you know, she was like, you know, just do it however you can do it. Well, when you end up spending, you know, an hour and a half doing two feedings, you know, because, you know, you're, you're, you're going like this. I mean, it did get to be a little bit overwhelming and, you know, and then trying to, you know, as much as I hate it, I was self-employed at the time. So I was trying to work from home and breastfeed and be a good mom. And the balance was just overwhelming. And I think that is what you know, defers a lot of women or career women from wanting to have kids. Am I right? Maybe. Absolutely. I I see it. Um, I I have several patients who have never had kids and uh, have amazing careers and um, they, they do great things. But I feel like through my kids, I have learned a lot about myself as well. Um, I definitely want to be there for mamas in those uh, in that postpartum period where they are struggling in the day-to-day and I can you know just be encouraging it doesn't have to I don't have to be on you know my doctor hat on and be like well this is why your body's doing this and um, but just really to be there for them so one of the missions that I, I are intend to have at this place is a, a breastfeeding support group so I envision it meeting at noon on Fridays anybody who is pregnant or breastfeeding their infant can come and hang out we have a whole room with furniture and kids toys if you have toddlers to uh, come and get your baby weighed feed your baby and weigh them again so you know how much milk they transferred that was extremely helpful to me I went at just one week postpartum with my son Um, we have similar like groups that meet down there in the Baldwin County area and I feel like it empowered me and then I went again right before I returned to work so I would know how much to put in his bottles to to leave with the daycare and that was uh, very helpful and I want to be that for more people I hear on a very regular basis from my postpartum moms I ask like are you nursing are you lactating and they say no that didn't work for me and I it just breaks my heart like well let's figure out why I want to be there in that moment when you feel defeated and you feel like it's not working and for me to be like that was great they got two and a half ounces that was an excellent feeding (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that you say that because I was with the twins I pumped a lot obviously and my son my oldest son now this is embarrassing he'll probably be embarrassed but I would pump and I would leave it in the bottles and he would come out and tell my husband at the time mommy got four ounces yay oh you had a little cheerleader (laughs) and it was was amazing it was like this is weird you know but you know it's natural though And, and, and we looked at you know he he was breastfed with milk you know extracted milk or is that there's another word for it yeah that's right um for 
you know, eight months because I had so much milk. And with the twins, it was such a struggle. And I wanted to breastfeed for longer than a month, but it just didn't happen. But I don't know. After my first child, I did deal with postpartum depression. And that was very, very challenging for me. I didn't have time to deal with postpartum depression after the twins. Mm -hmm. It was just too much going on, I think. But I think that first baby sometimes for women that are career-oriented, it it doesn't stop your life. But you definitely have to adapt your life to, you know, that brain mindset of, you know, I can't go to happy hour or Mm -hmm. I can't meet a client for dinner at 6.30 because I have to be a mom. I might have to get up at 5 a.m. to work out. So because you want to spend every waking second when you're a working mom with your children Mm -hmm. because you do have that mom guilt of being away. And I don't know if it's really mom guilt or, or, you know, and then people mom shame you on top of that. I think it's society and cultural stuff that we are thrown. um, And I think social media quadruples that when we can see other moms rocking it. And why is this so hard for me? How do you know they're really rocking it? We know now, but like for a while you see the the pictures and, and we know there's a story behind every post, but um, it's still when you're scrolling and you see it and you do, there's, there's the natural human comparison to other, other people. And I'm just so glad that people like women, like Brooke Shields, you know, came forward and this started and started talking about, you know, postpartum depression being a real thing. And, you know, you had those shamers like Tom Cruise out there saying, mm-hmm. well, you, this is your baby. Did it? Well, you don't know what happens to our hormones. They go wacko, you know? And that's one thing I want you to talk about now about hormones going wacko, especially as we age, but talk about, you know, not only postpartum depression and as we age and, but, you know, but just taking care of yourself and pelvic health mm-hmm. and getting all of that stuff that you're specializing in. So let's talk about a little bit about, you know, the other stuff that happens after (laughs) you have children, (laughs) the not so pretty stuff. We see a couple of big transitions in life. Um, The first one is the the childbearing years where um, our hormones do take this big roller coaster um, when when you get pregnant and then in the postpartum period and depending on breastfeeding and weaning. um, And the menopause is another time that we see a huge uh, shift in the hormones and stress levels. Um, make the, this roller coaster a lot higher and, um, you know, higher and lower. So that's where we're seeing a lot of the postpartum depression. And I'm so glad we're talking about it. Um, there, there is There's so many stages also. <clears throat> yes. Um, and I, I am not a fan of the medical model where we give birth control for every little thing that might be wrong. Oh, you have painful periods. Here's birth control. Oh, they're irregular. Here's birth control. Oh, you know, there's so many. Oh, you have cysts. Here's birth control. And I think that that um, has significantly affected the way we experience the pregnancy and postpartum years and premenopause and menopause. And because our bodies get synthetic hormones for all those years when, you know, maybe we're trying to family plan with birth control or maybe that's just the medical system's answer to anything that you go to the gynecologist and complain about oh acne here's birth control oh um and so i have through a lot of research realized that there are better ways to prevent pregnancy as far as cycle planning and and things like that and i think that our use of birth control early in life for these things are affecting our fertility absolutely it's, it is 100 i mean why are our bodies for a loop why are there all these women that are completely healthy 
having problems yes. getting pregnant. Well, I mean, it's it's human induced. It's yeah, drug and induced. Our chemical, our chemical makeup of everything around us, the cleaners, the the I mean, the toxins in all of our stuff. But I think even medicines, even vitamins, you have to really research your vitamins because you think you're doing good. Oh, I'm going to take this vitamin. Well, I'm sorry if you bought it at Walgreens or Walmart, it's probably got a lot of additive junk in it, and it's probably a chemical based vitamin, not a plant based vitamin. My so. kids made fun of me yesterday because I was telling them about the chicken growth hormones. Oh, yeah. And how much is uh, it has affected early puberty. Yep. And my son, who is 12, I was like, well, I mean, look how huge you are, you know, mm. and he's not huge. Right. But, Compared you know, and I try to buy free range chicken ago, yeah. and antibiotic free, steroid free, you know, as much as and I'm not crazy about it. I mean, yeah. I try to do it as best as I can. I don't kill myself if my kid eats chicken nuggets from uh -huh. McDonald's. <laughs> but I do try Same. my very best when I cook for them. But, you know, that all goes hand in hand. But talk about what you were telling me yesterday about, you know, because of all these chemicals going into menopause, more stress about how it affects, you know, your sexuality. It yes. affects your, your, your drive, your drive at, mm -hmm. you know, everything, stress levels, everything. Birth control is a drive killer. It, it makes your hormones very level at all times instead of riding the natural cycle of <clears throat> the, the menstrual cycle. And that, um, will kill your drive and kill your relationships. And, um, and we're not, the medical community has not admitted to it. They're they're They don't warn you of these things when they give you these medications, um, it, it's, it is absolutely a, uh, an epidemic of medicating and not uh, really understanding what we're putting in our body from a food standpoint and from a standpoint of the um, hormones and, and artificial stuff as well. I'm a big fan of, of unmedicated birth too, but um, y'all can contact me at the clinic if you want to have a, a, a discussion about that because our medical model is not set up for uh, the art to let our bodies do what we do. We, we intervene in the beginning. We induce labor with, uh, uh, Pitocin, which is a, an artificial oxytocin. It actually affects our ability to make breast milk, um, because we need oxytocin to make breast milk. But if our body has the receptors primed with the Pitocin, then it actually can't receive the oxytocin as well in the postpartum period. And, and even inducing labor will, uh, reduce the ability to so make breast milk. So do they give milk. that to you during c-sections um different doctors have different um methods. methods yes some of them will induce labor within a few hours before the c-section to get some of the benefits of the uterine contraction and stuff but a lot of them go straight into the c-section with with no anything and then when the placenta is removed that is when your body realizes that it gave birth instead of the whole like 12 to 24 hours of labor that your body goes through with the hormone changes with that, um, that affects your ability to uh, recover and make milk and, and all the things. I mean, so interesting. I mean, I'm, lear I'm taking notes <laughs> as we talk because I'm thinking about myself and my life. And, and we have Hilda in here who is, you know, she's a little older than us, you know, and, and she's, you know, but she never experienced, you know, certain hormonal changes. She just flies through life and life has been perfect, it seems like. But, you know, it's also, you know, our generation relies, you know, I'm the last I'm a, I guess I'm a millennial. You're a millennial. millennial. Um, 
And it's like we just, you know, we're crunchy to a certain extent, but then we're, we're not. Learning. We're learning. We're adapting yeah. to where, like, our parents, like, they weren't, they just made sure they kept us alive, really. <laughs> <laughs> and then we overstress about it. And we're like, you know what? We did. I didn't wear a seatbelt growing up. You know, we were lucky. Those had just come out. And, you know, it's just it's just everything is just so different than when we were raised mm -hmm. as kids. And it's just so different now. But all right. So stress levels, everything. You specialize in pelvic health. Tell me about this. I know. <laughs> okay. I, I know. So you, I get you... to talk about the things that uh, no one wants to talk about all day. Pee, poop and sex. So, um, literally, uh, the pelvic floor is responsible for all of these things. Uh, urinary incontinence is the main thing people think of when they hear um, pelvic health. They think, oh, do your do your Kegels or Kegels, depending on what area of the country you're from. <laughs> Kegels, um, tomato, tomato. I say Kegel because I'm from the South. Um, and it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, we, I see a lot of patients with constipation. Uh, urinary urgency and frequency is my jam. Those people usually have um, tender points in their pelvic floor muscles, so I work intravaginally and interrectally to identify and release those tender points that might be affecting the ability for the nervous system to send the signals back and forth from the brain to the bladder um, and tell you when it's full or when it's not full. Um, that causes this need to go all the time false utis is another one where people like a woman will swear she has a uti or a man um pro chronic prostatitis is what they get diagnosed with when they have bladder pain syndrome and this urinary urgency and frequency and male pelvic pain is another thing that i specialize in and that actually is an intrarectal muscle release because they don't have a vagina to access those muscles um but it is absolutely life-changing for those people um i absolutely love hearing the stories of each of my people like whether it's it's a mom who, you know, had a traumatic birth and then I'm working with them on a second pregnancy to have an amazing birth experience. Um, or if it's a man who's been shuffled around the system and given antibiotic after antibiotic for prostatitis when they never even had an infection in their prostate, they actually just had a tight pelvic floor. Uh, there, it's a lot, there's a lot of psychological overlay with it, a lot of high stress, personality stuff, type A, people who are hard on themselves. Um, childhood trauma maybe is why they're hard on themselves. I don't go quite that deep into it, um, but I'd help the patient identify that there are are other things besides the physical affecting their ability to function um and then of course like if you have pelvic pain or have urinary incontinence um or have low desire you're you're not going to participate in intercourse or intimacy with a partner as often and that leads to its own uh psychological and physical can of worms stuff. absolutely yeah so i want to that's amazing. And I want to talk about, you know, like vitamins or herbal <laughs> remedies that you might recommend for women that are, uh. are menopausal or premenopausal or post, you know, just had a baby. Like, what do you recommend? Like, so, to, like, do we need to just go take some vitamin C or like, what? what is your thought on that? I am not supposed to have thoughts on that as a physical therapist. But I do. <laughs> or tell us what number you one. Do. There you go. Is That's that a how better way? It. Absolutely. So magnesium is number one. We are all magnesium deficient. I don't care if you got your blood work and it said you had plenty of magnesium. We are all magnesium deficient. We need to be on. Um, 
you know, maybe even 500 milligram doses of this uh, magnesium. It's the MCGs. Uh, 250 if you're not as symptomatic. So I see people with restless leg syndrome, uh, achy at night, don't rest well, uh, constipation. All of those people are magnesium deficient. So that's usually my go-to. I automatically, if you have any of those things like achy muscles, um, uh, restless leg syndrome, not pooping well, you need to be magnesium supplemented usually at night because it does help you rest. Um, but if, if you're on that, um, where you need that therapeutic dose of the 500, you can split it morning and night. Uh, the next group of, uh, supplements that I always recommend is vitamin D3, uh, especially when we're looking at the postmenopausal and for D3 to be absorbed well, it needs, uh, K2 as well. And most people know the calcium goes with vitamin D, but they don't always know K2 goes with vitamin D. So magnesium, vitamin D, with K2 and calcium is what I have most of my female patients doing in addition to a quality multivitamin. That's a really good question because I I hate to say this, but I'm crazy person sometimes. And I'm like, why don't I feel good? And so, you know, we self-diagnose ourselves, and, you know, unfortunately we all are in social media, you know, we're not getting enough sunlight. We're not gonna get natural light. That's so that's, you can supplement. Then we might get skin cancer if we get too much (laughs) sunlight. So it's a controversial thing, but that's so good to know because we all go on TikTok or we go on Facebook and Google and we're like, what do I need to do? And you have all these people trying to sell you all these crazy supplements Mm -hmm, and all this and you know who knows what you're really putting in your body you Mm -hmm. really don't know so as far as you talked about walmart and all these and we're not trying to discredit anyone (laughs) but where would be a great place to buy trustworthy vitamins um so the supplement line that i carry at my clinic in foley and hope to carry here in meridian soon so you could get them locally it's called thorn T-H-O-R-N-E, Thorn. They um, have excellent research that they do when they develop their vitamins. Things like putting the K2 with the D3, um, is it's just automatically in there because they know that you would are wasting your D3. You're just peeing it out if it doesn't have K2 because it, gotcha. it, of the absorption. So they, they, they really research that, and they have a really great educational platform. So when you click on a vitamin, it's got lots of very easy-to-understand reasons why you might need that. They also offer testing, so direct to consumer testing where you can actually send in spit or blood and they will actually recommend uh, supplements to help you get up to normal levels with how much a does lot of this stuff. cost um, so the overall one is about a thousand dollars to just test absolutely everything it t- like it tells you if you're sleeping well if you're is that covered by um, insurance uh, n- no oh. you might could pay for it and then submit it to insurance but it's really on the wellness side which is not covered by insurance insurance is a whole nother show for a whole nother day they they don't care about wellness. They care about dollars, number one, and then they just want to keep you healthy enough. Right. They right. they don't pay me to help you run a marathon. They only pay me to help you get off the couch and right, go to the bathroom. Right. I get it. Well, oh my gosh, we have had such a great conversation and we've covered so much in a very short 28 minute period of time. And I am so glad that you came in, Dr. Kayla Mowdy. Thank you, Shelley. <laughs> and we had such an informative show today. And gosh, I've been taking notes left and right. <laughs> I hope you guys have taken notes left and right. We're going to put this on our, our podcast platform, which is on Spotify. And I will post. I have lots of others that I have to post, including Anna Hovers. <laughs> um, so you guys, just again, 
you know, do your research. You guys are on Facebook. Do you have a website yet? Yep, absolutely. Um, futurefamilycenter.com. Perfect. And if you need a physical therapist, if you need women's wellness, call the facility, call yep, the building. Call and you guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in today to Grind Grace and Growth. Again, you can live stream Super Talk Meridian from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can listen to all of our podcasts of Grind Grace and Growth on Spotify. We'll talk to you guys next week.